This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Good afternoon, I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So I'm pretty much vegan now, but before I saw the plant-based light, I definitely used to roll my eyes at the vegans. You know, like how you did your mother when she made you go to bed at a reasonable time, but you'd rather stay up all night and talk on the phone, because what are those unlimited night and weekend minutes for? So anyway, I used to indulge in the chicken bacon ranch sandwich at Subway like it wasn't going to give me gas and guilt. I knew plant-based was the right thing for me, but I needed to be won over. Studying Buddhism and yoga did the trick, and I started there with these reasons why I should be vegan. But the how took a while for me to figure out. And that, the how, is a part of the business of Brie Houston. She's a chef who cooks keto and vegan meals for her clients, folks like I was, who already knew they wanted to change their diets but needed some help with the process. She has a few cookbooks that walk you through making the shift as well through her company, Tastes of Brie. If this is your year to try on some new eating habits, Chef Brie is here with some suggestions. Hey, Brie. Hey. So I love to hear your story. Were you always cooking with health and wellness in mind? In the beginning, I was pretty much just cooking things that I like to eat. Then the health and wellness part that came on when I met like a personal trainer and he was training a lot of people who needed to get their diets and lifestyle on track. So he pretty much referred them to me. That's when I started, you know, doing my research a little bit more about keto, um, just experimenting with different dishes and making cauliflower a thousand different ways. Like <laughs> it's, it's like definitely worth it because you get to explore different options and then that's how a lot of people become more open-minded with just eating healthy and having a pathway to start. You know, that's funny when you say about cauliflower. I seen a meme um, on Instagram that was like, did y'all ask cauliflower it was, <laughs> if it was okay to like manifest it in all these different ways? Yeah, I seen that too. <laughs> yes, that's <is> hilarious. <laughs> May I ask about your diet? Are you plant-based or keto? I'm actually not. I do not follow a diet, which is hilarious because a lot of people think that I am vegan or I'm plant-based, but I just believe in everything in moderation. So I literally eat everything. I'm not afraid to say I eat a little bacon here and there. You know, I'm just pushing more of the plant-based stuff because that's what my people are asking for. And it's fun, too. So why not? Um, When you say your people, like, tell me about some of the the folks that you usually work with. I know you're based in Cicero um, Mm -hmm. that has its own kind of community. But, you know, I'm sure you cook for all types of folks. Yes. Um, When I say my people, I mean, like, the African-American community because they have a lack of awareness on, like, healthy eating. So by me just putting more options out there or just exploring new things. They're like trusting me like, oh, well, she's doing it. Then I know I can explore this and see what's to it. And then they end up liking it. And then they just become a part of my community. I'm trying to build more awareness on healthy eating. You know, it's really interesting just when we're talking about the types of people and the demographics, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where people are coming from. It's not anything new I know that there's been Dr. Sabi, right, that has mm-hmm. been like a more contemporary, but like left eye was up on that right yes. before she passed away. But then there was also 
like Dick Gregory, you mm-hmm. know, for w- which that was a person that my mom kind of followed and, and paid attention to when it came to thinking about her diet, which okay. is like way back. I'm like, I've never heard of him. Yeah, I'm like, depending <laughs> on who you are, it is way back. You know, if you ask my mom, she's like, yeah, that was like a person that was my age, you know. Wow, um, okay. You know, I just want to kind of give give our people some credit. Yes, you know, it's not like, it's yeah, it's not that odd. And I think for people in general, it's been seen as a French thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, compared to kind of recent times. And speaking of that, just the other day, I was talking to someone who was delivering some vegan food here to me via DoorDash. Okay. And they asked me if being vegan is expensive. And I told them, you know, in my experience, it wasn't any more expensive than buying meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. like meat can be very expensive. Um, but I get that question a lot. And I wanted to hear you talk about having a special diet like this and making it affordable? Because I know that's something that you really focus on. Yes, it definitely can be affordable. I wouldn't say it would be expensive at all. Um, The only thing that would probably be expensive is you're trying to go organic because we all know in the store they have the organic section and the regular section. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be pricey. (laughs) But other than that, I feel like it's no better than just buying meat. Like you said, it's around the same price and you're really cutting out all of that meat. So you're really just focusing on buying fruits and vegetables and potatoes, which you can stretch a long way. Yeah. So, um, and then once you start incorporating different ideas or just coming up with like how to make, like I said, cauliflower five different ways, you can make potatoes five <laughs> different ways, different seasonings. Um, so you can really make it inexpensive. Mushrooms are not expensive at all. Like all these meat replacements that are not processed are not expensive. Yeah, it really is. It's the meats and the like fake vegan meats. Yes. Those are the ones that I mean, like I, I yes. do buy the vegan sausage and it does cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> it does. But, you know, sometimes when you're plant based, you miss those those flavors and those you tastes do. that you used to get. And they um, know it, too. That's why they make it that price, you know, and then it goes to another process to even keep it in the shelves or in the freezers longer. And that's why some people there's like two types of plant based people like the guy the kind of want the processed stuff and then there's the kind that's like me. I, I don't mind it here and there. I don't mind a vegan burger from the freezer, but like if I could make it, I would because it's going to be cheaper and it's going to be less processed. This is what I think about too. Like what's expensive when you switch from, you know, maybe a standard, more standard um, diet to a vegan diet um, or even keto mm-hmm. is if you are eating out a mm-hmm. lot. When you go to McDonald's, it's very cheap yes. versus if you go to a, a vegan restaurant, okay, a you know, vegan spot, right. and you like try to get vegan takeout, that is going to cost more mm-hmm. than McDonald's, you know. And mm-hmm. so like if you're eating out a lot, I think it's more expensive. But if you cook, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really not. And then, you know, get a can of beans, yeah, you know, exactly. and get some rice and we're good. Yes. Know? Beans, <laughs> greens and grains. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my motto. Um, sometimes people don't feel like they have others around them who are eating the way that that they want to eat. And I wonder if you do anything with Taste of Breed to create that support for them where they feel like they're not reflected elsewhere. Pretty much just bringing them what I made, giving them the opportunity to see actually what I'm doing. That's why I do a lot of videos on my social media pages. That's like a huge connection for my audience or whoever is connected to me to see like what I'm really doing, how I'm presenting it. Um, And then if you know me in person, you know, I'm going to come to you with this. Like, I'm not going to make you... um, if you don't want to try it, it's fine. You know, if you want to be close-minded, that's cool. But I'm going to be the one to, like, kind of give you that little peer pressure. To like, hey, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. And it always works. It always works. So I think that's why a lot of people, like, trust me and see what I'm doing. Um, and then they go right for it themselves. So they never have to feel like 
they're not sure which direction to go because I'm doing it right there with them. So you kind of leading by example, yes. showing, inviting. Yes, yeah. leading by example. That's a perfect way to put it. What do you do when you find yourself in those conversations with the naysayers or someone who's on the fence? I just sit back and think, like, you know, they still have a lot to learn about it. It's okay that you're ignorant to certain lifestyles and foods. It's totally fine. I'm not here to argue or go back and forth, but I do just want them to know that it's okay to explore different options, and it's totally okay to have your own opinion my videos, is funny. You know, I do have, like, naysayers under the comments, like, oh, my God, <laughs> vegan people irritate me. And it's just like, I'm not vegan, which is funny. <laughs> but, you know, this is just fun to me. It's just funny to me because I know eventually everybody's going to catch on. People are catching on now, becoming more aware. So it's only a matter of time. And then you're just always going to have that select group of people that will just never, ever cross the line. Yeah. So. Yeah. For those who are thinking about, crossing the line, right? Like the new year, you know, is happening and people are really doing their res- resolutions. Um, do you have any special advice for people who are like, I want to do this, but I don't really know where to start. Or um, I used to do it. It didn't work for me, but I want to try it again. Where do I begin? Okay. I would just say just start because um, you can always build from there. You don't have to jump in cold turkey, So I feel like if people want to do, you know, have more of a plant-based lifestyle, you know, start with Meatless Mondays. Don't just take it out right, you know, forever. Start Mm. with Meatless Mondays and... Start small. Yeah, start small. That would be my advice because once you jump full force in, it's never good. So, And that's pretty much how I learned. I didn't just start making vegan stuff in the (laughs) beginning. Like, it was a gradual, um, steady pace up until now. So... That's the key. You just got to take your time. Yeah. (laughs) Brie Houston is a chef, author, and creator of Taste of Brie. Brie, thank you so much for being here and sharing all these ideas. Thank you for having me. And that's it for the rundown today. I'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning. I'm Erin Allen. Talk to you then.